0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Teriuktena, and today we'll be talking about ways to work with a spiritual teacher. It's like dancing with a partner. You have to hold up your side of things. In the course of a lifetime, we'll all come into contact with teachers of many different kinds. There will be people who teach us things through good and bad examples, teachers who teach us the basic requirements for living, others who teach us about our deepest selves, and those we'd prefer to forget. In the spiritual community, teachers, meaning spiritual teachers, are a major topic of discussion, People want one, have one, had one, are looking for the right one, a good one, one who can give them what they need, and on and on and on. This desire has become increasingly acute as we become more and more globally interconnected. Old communities and cultural definitions are breaking down, religious lines are becoming blurred. An identity is more generally self-directed than ever before. There's so much choice in spiritual practice and availability, yet the amount of choice has created a bewildering array of seemingly competing truths for the seeker to sort through. It's important in all of this change and opportunity to reawaken the old knowledge of how to study with different types of teachers, in order to create a respectful relationship which is a positive for both teacher and student. To do this, I'd like to separate out teachers in this conversation into three different groups. I'm speaking here of beings who take on the formal role of teacher, not people who teach incidentally, whether by choice or chance. So, in this case, teachers can be... 1. Government-paid teachers providing formal K-12 through 12 education, 2. Akashic soul teachers, and 3. Spiritual teachers. For each of these categories, the relationship between the teacher and the student has rules and boundaries to be followed, and there are behavior expectations which need to be met in order to receive the education being provided. Knowing these expectations allows the student to utilize the resources to their best advantage. For government-paid teachers, the first category. No matter what country you hail from or what system you were taught under, you received a formal education provided by teachers in a formalized educational institution. The exception being countries with no school systems, or being a female in a country or a culture or a religion which didn't allow females to be educated. Other than those exceptions, all of us have learned that working with this type of government-paid teacher means following the rules, behaving like all the rest of the children, taking in the material being taught, regurgitating it as required per testing and report writing, and not making things difficult for the teacher with notable exceptions which hopefully most of us have experienced at least once. There are some formalized education systems which are much better at this and some that are much worse, and I know that this is one of the forefront issues of our current century, so I apologize for the overgeneralization necessary for this particular conversation but there are many good teachers out there. And I worked in my local school district as an employee for many years, so I'm not slamming the system, but any of those good teachers will tell you this is the system they must work in. Therefore, we must survive it as well. We as students are required to conform, to go where we're led, not to question other than where we are directed to question for our own learning, and to be responsible for maintaining an orderly education experience or the semblance thereof. I point this out because it colors the way we work with all other categories of teacher. It's so ingrained in us at an early age, we don't recognize it, nor do we seek to find other ways of interaction, because we don't realize there are any. Unless we go from this to further education, or we escape this situation to hack our education. But there are other ways, many of which are much more beneficial for everyone concerned. In the second category, Akashic Soul Teachers, When I work with a client for the first time, I let them know that I invite their soul group, their guides, and their teacher to the session. This is sometimes confusing because they think I'm referring to a spiritual teacher. I continue to try to think of a word which would be less confusing and more appropriate for this entity, and to date, I just haven't found one. We simply do not have a word which encompasses all this being is to us. Each soul that comes into being is gathered into a soul group. This group is like siblings who are all exactly the same age and yet have no sibling rivalry. Each soul group has a teacher. This teacher is there to teach them about themselves, about how to be in the universe, and basically about everything. They're also a mentor, a parent, a confidant, a therapist, a friend, an older sibling, a spiritual advisor, and so much more. They take on full responsibility for the life of each soul within the soul group and the group as a whole, for as long as the group needs such support, which could be for eternity. The connection between souls and their teacher is even more intimate than family. It is so much unlike a teacher in a formalized education setting that it almost qualifies as an opposite. Lessons are tailored to the souls in a soul group and affect the teacher directly, since all communication between student souls and their teacher are not only telepathic, but also empathic. The teacher will not only hear their thoughts, but feel their feelings as well. In this relationship between the student and the teacher, where it's impossible to lie, where everyone knows everyone's everything else, learning is not separate from becoming. Subjects are not divided into arbitrary categories, and the relationship between the teacher and the student is interdependent. The student is responsible for learning, not to conform, but to be. They learn who they are as individuals, as members of a group, as a community, and as part of the harmony of all that is. Through this teacher and others who come to aid in the teaching, the souls gradually become independent from their teacher. They will grow into equals and peers with their teacher, thereby creating a new form of the relationship, which includes a deep love and respect for each other and for all which has been, is being, will be. For those who wish to know, all people who are embodied right now have Akashic Soul Teachers. You more than likely have had yours for millennia. I have more details on how to create a conscious connection to your teacher while embodied in my class, Reading Your Soul Book in the Akashics. With the third category, spiritual teachers, there are as many types of these as there are religions and spiritualities and all the varieties of practices within them. From rabbis to Buddhist monks to gurus to priests to medicine elders and imams and yogis, there is a spiritual teacher for practically every path and every need. How you work with them is not one-size-fits-all. Each has their own way of having their teachings and their service respected, dictated both by their personalities and preferences, as well as the spiritual path they walk. From clothing, which needs to be worn, cleansings and other ritual ceremonies to be performed, titles to be used, means of addressing them verbally and physically, each has specific things and activities which need to be observed. All of these practices have practical, spiritual, communal meaning which is symbolically rich and in many cases connects the student not only with the current teacher and community, but throughout time with others who walked the same path. I'm all for this and have worked with elders of my and other tribes for decades. As well as having the privilege of working with elders and spiritual teachers from other faiths and practices. Each enriches my understanding of myself and the world around me, supporting my individual becoming and making life a better place to be. This is not to say all teachers I've worked with have been good teachers or even good people, and this is where students, including myself, trip themselves up, and get caught in difficult situations. Spiritual teachers are people. They are spiritual beings living an embodied life just like the rest of us. They have good days and bad days, they're wise in some ways and not in others, and they have issues which they have to work through and may or may not be actively doing so in any given moment. At the same time, a great many people seeking for a spiritual teacher approach them with the same attitude as they were taught during public education. Many times students come to a spiritual teacher with the perspective they are to trust the teacher completely, that someone else is responsible for regulating the teacher, for creating the curriculum, and they as the student should not question the teacher or what is being taught. Some teachers reinforce this attitude. Unfortunately, this type of unquestioning adherence to teachings and conformity has led to many abuses of power, both big and small, including the Jonestown Massacre, the issues with the FLDS, as well as the Rajneeshi issues I grew up with. On the other hand, there is the issue of intimacy and boundaries. With formalized education, there are boundaries in place, and they're well-known, and except for a small number of cases, maintained. Teachers are authority figures who interact with students in limited and prescribed ways. Yet this type of education is also, by its nature, not intimate. It's impersonal, and like an information machine, you put information in, get an educated person out. With spiritual teachings, by their nature, the relationship is intimate. They are specifically about the soul about the individual about how to live in connection with the deity and to create the best life for each individual for the community for humanity and the entire world this type of interaction cannot help but lead to a desire for connection and interconnection like what we have with our akashic teachers in fact with the right teacher It can feel as if we are recreating this Akashic relationship for ourselves, and the emotional pull can be confusing and intense. It's not uncommon for both students and teachers to become confused around these deep emotions, as they can trigger sexual feelings and seem to be leading towards a more intimate interpersonal relationship. For these reasons as well as others, Working with a spiritual teacher means we need to add in a third component, responsibility. We need to be responsible not just for listening, working with, and participating in teachings, but for our own becoming. We need to approach working with a spiritual teacher not from the place of complete naivete and conformity we were taught during our formal education, nor with the willingness to be completely interdependent, like we are with our Akashic teacher, but with the self-respect of a traveler seeking directions from a local to point us the right way towards our destination. We will do the traveling, and we are responsible for each step of the way, but having walked the path before us, the teacher can guide us for a while until we're safely on to the next phase of our journey. Being responsible for our spiritual education is a bit like dancing with a partner. If you don't support yourself while remaining flexible enough to follow, if you don't proactively follow instead of being dead weight to drag around, then the dance fails and the person leading could actually get hurt. It takes two to tango, as they say. Enter into a relationship with a spiritual teacher from this perspective And you'll then have a much better chance of seeing quickly whether a teacher is right for you, if you are right for them, if they have a little or a lot to teach you, and how much you wish to invest in the teaching. Coming to know yourself and the path you're walking is one of the best teachable moments you may ever experience. Any teacher worth their salt will be proud to participate in supporting this type of journey. And that's all the time we have this week. Next time, we'll be discussing how to use the Akashics more like the internet. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.